Okay. So, Steve, uh, I really appreciate that you uh, jump uh, to this interview. Uh, I hope that uh, we make very, very productive discussion. So, my first question will be, uh, you are studying uh, philosophy uh, in the university, uh, but now you're an entrepreneur. Uh, what's happened? Uh, why you decided to go to entrepreneurship? Uh, so, tell please more about uh, how it's happened. Sure. So, I, I can understand someone looking at my biography may think that I, I started studying one thing and then ended up an entrepreneur, but the reality is, is I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. So when I was a kid, you know, I had a newspaper route. I would sell newspapers. I would shovel snow off of driveways. I would mow people's lawns. I would, I would wash their cars. I, had, I always had some sort of business to raise money for myself. Uh, when, I was, when I went to UCLA, when I went to school, I always worked. Uh, put myself through school and even after that when I studied to be an eye doctor it was always because I wanted to run my own business as an eye doctor which is what I did so I started my own business so I've always worked for myself uh, for 40 years I've worked for myself in one form or another whether it was in my own practice or whether it was individually owning real estate or whether it's this company and being the CEO of this company so it's been one long continuous entrepreneur journey for me. Okay, got it. And uh, when you are a student, uh, you already have some mind to create uh, Encore or you are in other business? No, it was a different business. I had no idea about Anchor um, or even involving myself in real estate when I was a student. It wasn't until I became a doctor and I started buying real estate that I saw that real estate was was a better opportunity and way more interesting than than doing what I was actually trained for. So I ended up doing real estate and then Anchor. Okay, got it. And Steve, uh, tell us a bit more about the main idea of Anchor Loans. So Anchor Loans was formed 21 years ago, and it, 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 was, it was a sole purpose, single idea company, and that was only to lend to business people who are going to be buying real estate, mostly houses, to fix up and resell. Right, which is now called the United States, the fix and flip industry. When we, start, when we first started doing it, it was called the rehab, rehab and resale industry. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was. So it was formed only to lend to businesses, not to lend to on cars or lend to homeowners to move into their own house. It was only for businesses to buy, fix up a house and then sell it. And that's pretty much all we've been doing for the last 21 years. That's still what we're doing with the largest in the U.S. now and in lending to the most, uh, num the, the most amount of dollars across the United States. Uh, we're in 46 of the 50 United States, um, soon to be in the other four. So we're, we're across the whole nation. Mm -hmm. uh, but you focus only on financial part or are you also doing repair? We focus only on the financial part. Now we do, mm -hmm. we have done some repairs in the past. Mm -hmm. We've done, we've bought properties ourselves, especially after the, the economic uh, downturn of 2008 and 2009. In 2010 and 11, we bought over a thousand properties. We fixed them up and we sold them, which was a nice little side business, if you will. But it's not our main business. Our base, our main business is the lending business. Oh, okay, got it. And uh, what is your company philosophy? So our philosophy is one where we think about the the long term. We're not concerned about 
doing one loan or making money in one month or even in one year. We want our business to be here for many, many years, which is, which is why we, we did so well in 2008 and 9 compared to other companies because we kind of saw the downturn coming and prepared for it. And we scaled our business back in 2006 and 2007, preparing for a, an economic downturn. Mm-hmm. And we weathered that very well. And so we think about things on a long-term basis over a number of years. We, 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 we think about building long-term relationships with people, with our borrowers, with our clients. Uh, we, we feel as though we have a relationship with them. We're not just selling them something. We're not just giving them money um, on a one-time basis. Most of our borrowers come back to us uh, repeatedly to use us for new projects over and over and over again. So we have, we have six core philosophies, six core um, tenets, if you will, for our business that we operate by, and that's teamwork, innovation, customer service, integrity, accountability, and excellence. And all those things, when you add up, it's just we, we want to operate um, in a way that we're proud to operate in. That's just who we are as a company. Okay, got it. Thanks. And uh, I don't uh, scare this word, but Encore uh, is the industrial leader now. And what is secret sauce? Uh, is it because you're more than 20 years in this business or something else or how? So I don't know if there is a secret sauce. It's a lot of work, obviously, as you know, <laughs> as in any entrepreneur and no matter what your business is, it's a lot of work. It, it always ends up looking easier than it is, but it's yeah. not. You have, you have to do the work. You have to do the study. You have to do the background. And so our, our, our secret, secret, if there's really a secret to success, is um, that we build good relationships with our borrowers. We communicate well with our borrowers. We know that lending money has risk in it. That's, that's why um, sometimes a borrower can't pay you back. It happens. We, we, we try to communicate as much as possible with our borrowers. We, we try to be a a team member to our borrowers. So if we can make sure our borrowers are succeeding, then we'll do better because we'll, we'll end up with less loans with less problems because they're doing better. So we, our secret is to provide really, really, really good customer experience, help them as much as we can, try to, try to uh, think of them as a, as a member of our team. And if they have a problem, try to solve their problem and, and bring value to them. So where we bring value, whether it's, whether it's helping them with paperwork or whether it's closing fast or whether it's the cost of the money that we give to them, wherever our value is we can bring to them, that, that's really what's helped us build as a business because we, we, we deliver what we say and uh, we, we are somebody that people can count on. If we promise to do a loan, we do a loan. We don't change our mind or charge them more at the last minute or you know, no tricks. Um, we just operate just like we want to be treated, the, you know, the golden rule, right? Yeah, I think I got new laws uh, for my company. Uh, we deliver what we say. <laughs> very good phrase. But yeah, very important, right? Yeah, it should be right. in each office <laughs> under the door. Yeah, over, uh, over under promise and over deliver. Yeah, yeah, sure. Totally agree. Uh, Steve, um, have you used it? Have you ever used some investment, or maybe you even uh, use it now? 
Uh, you mean private investors? Is that what yes, you're asking? Yes, like, like a private equity, like some seed round and all, whatever, Series A, Series B. So, uh, yes, we've done bond offerings. We did a private bond offering. We, do, we have some credit facilities with, with some large banks from here. Uh, and we do have a partnership with a large private equity fund that's based out of New York that's helped us grow and scale to the size we are. So, yes, we have investors. Um, I'm not the only owner. There's some other owners as well. And, and, and we, we, we try to use everybody's investment, their knowledge and whatnot to, to build something bigger than each one of us individually. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Steve, what uh, is the biggest problem uh, was uh, from the beginning? Uh, what was the hardest from you for you? So the hardest problem was was growing, um, especially in a new business that I hadn't run before. So we we actually got to a point where we we were growing faster than we were capable of handling. We had more business than we knew what to do with, which it sounds like a nice problem. But when you're lending money, that just, that just means you don't have enough money to lend out when you had more problems. So the, our biggest problem was to manage our, our own internal growth and do it in a way that was good for the business, continue to grow at a good pace without overgrowing and, and then having everything break down where you don't have enough people, you don't have enough processes in place, you don't have enough resources. So that was our biggest problem at the beginning. And um, it, uh, I'm not saying that we did well to handle it. I think we, we could, you know, with the, with the knowledge I have today, if I had to go back, I'd do better. But I think we did pretty <laughs> well knowing what we knew. Uh, what about uh, competitors? Was it a problem uh, when you started or no, you don't care about it? Uh, I don't know if it was a problem, but that it was always there. It was always part of the, part of the marketplace. Uh, but because we had all the business we could handle, it wasn't a problem for us. Um, now it's, you know, there's way more you know, competitors in, uh, in the market than in terms of at scale and at size than there has ever been. And, and so it's just, it's just a different, um, it's a, just a different landmine you have to navigate against, you know, and, and, and be careful of and, and handle it the right way. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Uh, Steve, I uh, follow at your Instagram account at. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> thanks, and uh, I see that you do a lot of efforts uh, for improve your own brand, uh, brand your company. Um, how is it important for your opinion uh, improve uh, brand? It's very important. I think that any young entrepreneur should start as soon as possible putting out as much content. We live in a digital age right now, as we know, right? you and I are half a world away and we're talking to each other right now, right? <laughs> all because of you know, technology and digital, uh, digital capabilities. Um, and any entrepreneur, whether they are one day into a new business or one year or 10 years, if they haven't done it, they should start right away and start building their brand. Uh, the, the nice thing is, is that you, you, don't, have to, you don't have to hire an expensive, expensive marketing company to do this for you. It's, you know, it's 10 times easier than it was 20 years ago. You, you, you can do it through Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn uh, or Twitter or, or with emails or with, you know, blogs, you write a blog, right? All that, all that's very, very important. 
and it tells it tells the world who you are it tells them i'm somebody i'm a company i'm an individual you can trust this is what i here's my philosophy here's what i'm all about and it, and it gives it, it it helps people overcome that hesitancy for engaging with you or buying from you or hiring you because they can read they know who you are before they ever even talk to you so that's imp- i think it's critically important and if you're not doing it you're making anybody not doing it and has a business they're making a big mistake i don't care what kind of business they have if you're a dentist or you're a construction company or you're a SaaS provider you have to build your brand important yeah i totally agree with it and uh as i as i mentioned before i do a lot of stuff for SaaS for young entrepreneurs and i all time face it with this issue that um a lot of young entrepreneurs uh, don't care about brand, uh, don't care about uh, philosophy and explain this philosophy to all world. And it's really a huge issue. Uh, yeah, they're missing out. Yeah. Uh, do you use some other channels instead of Instagram or Instagram it's enough? No, we do. We use Facebook. We use LinkedIn right now. Our biggest two, two channels right now are probably Instagram and LinkedIn, but we do Facebook as well. We do Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we have our own blog on our website. We have a website that we are constantly updating and providing new information. Yes. Okay. Got it. Uh, I read that, uh, your revenue, uh, last year was almost $130 million. And, uh, what is your aims for next year for 2020? More. <laughs> You'd like to do more? Yeah. Um, I don't, we don't have a number on that. We just, uh, we, we, we just try to keep growing our business. And with growth comes the results. So we don't, we don't look at it like we need to do a certain amount of revenue in order to be successful. We just keep growing the business and the revenue comes with that. So, you know, if we end up at 150 million, I'd be happy. But as long as we're doing good business, I'm happy anyway. <laughs> okay, got it, Steve. And uh, my last question, a uh, few words for young entrepreneur. Uh, what they should do, what they shouldn't do, instead of uh, improve branding. <laughs> yeah. So any young entrepreneur, um, no matter what your idea is, whatever your business is, you're either starting a business that other people have already done before, or if you happen to have an idea that nobody's ever done, you're, starting, you're still starting business. And everybody who has been in business have the same problems or the same issues, the same concerns, whether it's employees, whether it's, whether it's marketing, whether it's, uh, whether it's a B2B business or a B2C business, whatever it is. So what, what too many young entrepreneurs don't take advantage of is learning from people who have gone before whether it's in their business or not even whether it's not even in their business but they're just business people so finding someone they could ask questions or finding a group of people they could ask questions from or read or learn the more you learn the faster you'll be able to to grow your business the less mistakes you'll make in your business Um, there's no reason that i mean somebody a long time ago invented the wheel so when we become a a six-year-old and we want a bicycle, we don't have to invent a wheel again. We already know it's already there, right? You, you start a business, a business has been started by thousands and thousands of people. Find, some, find somebody who has done it before, who's done it well, use them, use them, 
too many people just their ego won't let them ask the question they and what will end up happening you'll make a mistake that somebody already made before you could have avoided it by just asking that question so that's the biggest thing is 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 talk to people get a network around you get a team around you to help you you know get a good legal team or accounting or finance team or just business team right or it's just even it's just a, a group of a young people in a room all asking the same questions hey in my business this came up you know what do you do well here's what i do okay well that's here's what i do and then you you find the you find a way to solve a problem before you ever have the problem right now that's not to say you won't have problems everybody's going to have problems all the time but you want to have as little as possible so use use other people as resources and and you know buy some books right? you know with amazon you can buy just a book about on just about anything and, and, and learn things right how to write a blog how to brand how to go b2c yeah you know so that that's my number one piece of advice find a mentor find a group learn okay thanks steve uh for this amazing discussion it seems like i don't have more questions all right uh, i really appreciate uh for your time uh to, to speak to me and uh if you have some question to me, please. <laughs> uh, not right now, but um, you know, just uh, drop a line. I think you've been uh, emailing back and forth with 